2: rotowire dfs nlv podcast wednesday edition hi there baseball fans i'm paul bruno i'm joined once again by john mckechnie and we're coming at you f- uh, a week before the july 31st trade deadline john I watched Sonny Gray live and in color last night in Toronto in what likely may be his last start for Oakland. He made an error on a play that was the difference in the game in a Blue Jays victory and it made me wonder if he was distracted by all the trade talk around him. (laughs) Uh, You know he he threw a lollipop into right field corner when there were two very slow base runners. Could have been an easy double play if he just uh, took his time and lobbed the ball over to to one of the infielders and start the ball running around rolling around but uh, instead he, he plunked it into the right field corner and then it started a merry-go-round and a four-run rally by the Blue Jays no earned runs on the night in fact for the club so While his line does look good, it just showed me that the jitters are there and he must be reading all the headlines too. Uh, It's interesting in this case, he's still a controllable asset for at least the next two years, if not three. I'm I'm not completely sure on that. So I wonder why the A's might deal him at this point in time. And in addition, there are other big names like Verlander and Darvish, uh, solid mound types. All three of these guys are aces of their respective staffs. If you could look into your crystal ball, do you expect... Uh, that all three of these guys would be moved or is there one uh, over uh, the other two that, that is really an odds on favor to get dealt?
3: Um, I think, I feel like Verlander's contract, it it probably a little bit prohibitive uh, as far as uh, the potential for him to get moved. I think Detroit, uh, Send a message by, by getting rid of JD Martinez that they're, they're probably conceding that they need to start uh, revamping the core of that franchise a little bit. But like I said, Verlander, you know, making so much money through, you know, up through the next few years, uh, that's going to be a tougher contract to move. Um, I think Darvish, because he'd be a rental, I think a, a team that it's a little bit more in win now mode uh, like the Dodgers, I think they would be interested. Plus they, they have, you know, the rich enough farm system to where that they can kind of uh, swallow the loss of, of losing a couple prospects to go get, you know, a reliable uh, right-handed starter like you, Darvish. And then uh, Gray, you know, it seems like the the phrase controllable pitcher has kind of become the hot buzzword of, of the sort of trade deadline or since that's uh, been heating up, you know, obviously that boosted Quintana's value I think with the A's they don't really have that many attractive pieces <laughs> right now so, so Gray's about it um in a lot of ways so uh being able to move him you, you know you, you just figure that they could maybe get a haul the way that the Yankees got in return for, for Andrew Miller last year when you know cleveland knew that they were going to be able to have andrew miller beyond just the rental portion they'd have him for for uh time beyond that i think that that adds value and it adds uh your ability to ask uh, or have a higher asking price in, in in the case of a guy like gray so um i do see darvish getting moved I, I could see gray getting moved and i'd say verlander is the least likely of the three
2: you know what uh, unlike the nhl deadline you know that i'm a hockey guy and our listeners do that mm-hmm. know that i'm primarily a hockey guy it seems at the trade deadline, that's where a lot of mistakes are made. Teams reach for players that sometimes they don't deliver the goods down the stretch, and and they've lost key assets. But in baseball, I find that there's a lot of difference makers that do move at this time of year, and it really does uh, get a team more well positioned into the stretch run more than uh, my favorite uh, other favorite sports. So I'm kind of uh, really looking forward to seeing what does might happen. Another name in Oakland that might move among the position players is Yonder Alonso, uh, John, uh, an infielder, a first baseman who the Yankees. Desperately need to fill that spot, so I wonder if his name might be in the mix there too. So, lots to look forward to in the upcoming week, and we'll certainly g- get into that a little bit Definitely. more next week when we see what what has come down the pike in retrospect. But before we get into today's breakdown of top FanDuel picks for tonight's games. I want to remind our listeners that they can follow me, Paul Bruno, at Statsman22, and you can follow John at Johnny McKex for some great college basketball insights as well as baseball information. He's one of the best in the business in both sports and getting a lot of play on uh, some major networks too now. John, uh, congratulations to you. Uh, Appreciate le- it. Let's get into the matchups with a quick preview of projected starters, John, and noting that we're only t- going to take a look at the games uh, as usual that start at least uh, 7 o'clock Eastern, uh, doing away with the afternoon tilts today.
3: Yeah, we have a few day games uh, that we'll, we'll be leaving off the table today. So starting with the main slate, uh, starting at 7:05 Eastern, we're gonna have the Brewers uh, in the nation's capital uh, going against the Nationals. They got Jimmy Nelson taking an eight and five record, three four three ERA on the road to face Gio Gonzalez, eight and five record, two eight three ERA. Nationals home favorites there at a minus one twenty two implied over under at a at a flat nine. That's a 7.05 start. Then moving up ninety five we. Got have Philadelphia with Aaron Nola. who has been pitching extremely well, seven and six record, three three eight ERA, going against the Astros and Mike Fires. He's pitched well in his own right. Uh, Astros road favorites there, minus one twenty one. The implied over under there at. Add- Eight flat. Uh, then moving to Toronto, your neck of the woods. We have Marco Estrada taking the hill, four and seven record, five five two ERA, uh, going against the A's and Paul Blackburn, relatively unproven guy to this point, one and one record, two eight eight ERA. The Blue Jays are minus one sixty one home favorites, implied total of nine and a half in that one's a seven 0 seven start. Then we're gonna have the Angels with Ricky Nolasco taking the mound in Cleveland with a five one three ERA, going against Carlos Carrasco and the Indians. 10 and 4 record for him three six two ERA that's a 7-10 start and then to Detroit we're going to have Annabelle Sanchez 2-0 record with a five nine five ERA going against the Royals and Ian Kennedy the Tigers are slight home favorites there at a minus 120 implied over under there at 10 flat you know what John I've worked the last two
2: Toronto Oakland games and they've been done in under three hours but tonight I think I'm looking for fireworks in, in a game that features a, a young unproven pitcher again against a A guy who's really had a tough time keeping the ball in the yard in Estrada so that nine and a half looks really attractive to me in terms of going for the over and I'm not necessarily on the Jays in this one because some of the Oakland big bats are due to break out and uh, Estrada's been throwing batting practice uh, in the last few outings so uh, Look for the over on that one. Uh, in terms of the other games, I'm looking at the Marlins and Jose arena a guy who's had trouble getting through five innings in much of his last four or five starts for sure against the aforementioned Yu Darvish. Uh, the home-standing Rangers are a heavy favorite, minus 200. The over/under set at 10 and a half for that 805 start. Then the Cubbies and White Sox do the intercity thing in Chicago. Jake Arrieta, nine and seven with a 4.11 ERA. They're a heavy favorite on the road in their own hometown if you want Uh, minus 215 the over under set at nine and a half against formerly known big big game James Shields uh, not so much anymore two and two 579 808's the start time the Rockies with former Blue Jay farmhand Jeff Hoffman who's six and two despite a bloated 510 ERA are in St. Louis against Carlos Martinez and the Cards uh, Martinez six and eight with a 3.34 earned uh, run average. Minus 152 is the over uh, the money line, and the over under is at, set at eight and a half for that 8:15 start. Then uh, a matchup of two quality pitchers, though Irvin Santana has been getting rocked a little bit more recently. He's 11 and seven and 3.26 for the tw- with a 3.26 ERA for the Twins who invade Dodger Stadium against Alex Woods, who's having a Alex Woods who ha- Who's having a great year? Eleven and one, two, eleven, two, seventeen. The ERA. Heavy favorites. The Dodgers are at minus two twenty nine. The over under set at seven and a half for that ten ten start. And then finally the Mets with Steve Matz, who's two and three with a four sixty seven ERA into San Diego against Julius Chacin, nine and seven with a four twenty six ERA. At ten ten is the start time. There's no line for that one at, at the moment. All right, John, let's begin uh, our analysis of the lineup possibilities tonight. Beginning with the starting pitchers, let's take a look at the top end of the FanDuel board where we see three pitchers north of 9,000 in Udarvish, Darvish, Carrasco, and Arrieta. Which one is the most appealing to you tonight and why?
3: Um, I think among this grouping, I would go with you Darvish among this three. And, you know, obviously he is the, the highest price guy on the board tonight at 10,000 uh, coming off a really dominant start, uh, eight innings, 12 strikeouts against just one walk uh, against the Rays, uh, really impressive stuff. <clears throat> but, you know, matchup at home where he where he goes against the Marlins uh, that uh, have the fifth best offense in baseball on the road this year uh, in terms of weighted on base um, and Darvish actually has a four three five ERA, so I'm I like him the most of this group, but I don't particularly like this group. Period, as far as like what we usually see from our top tier pitchers. Uh, Carrasco, on the other hand, uh, he has a tough matchup, but his his home numbers are pretty middling uh, as well, well over four. Uh, on his ERA at home. So he might get touched up for some runs. And I think the angels are just kind of a little bit pesky. Like, you, you know, you look at some of the numbers and and you, you think that, you know, that's a pretty uh, poor offense, but sometimes they can, they can just really kind of ruin a quality starter or win for you. If you, if you load up your pitching against him and then Jake Arrieta, he just, you know, he, He's priced fine, uh, but he just really hasn't had that dominant outing uh, really at all lately. His strikeouts are kind of down. Uh, he's, you know, it's easy for uh, opposing teams to steal on him. So I think that there's some uh, of the quicker White Sox that I'd say are on the table tonight as far as hitters are concerned and Arrieta is also just not really going all that deep into games you know he's not routinely going seven plus the way he was uh, last year and in the back half of of 2015 so uh this tier uh is a little bit uninspiring for me as far as your, your top uh end of the pitching board is concerned what do you think
2: yeah I'd go along with that analysis I guess in terms of win probability I like Arietta and the Cubs because they are streaking of late and the White Sox are going nowhere and they're playing like it losing nine of their last ten so uh if you look at the, the win probability Issue, I think that that's what gives uh, me the incentive to take Arrieta over the other two guys. I don't think it's as clear-cut in either of those two matchups. I don't really want to spend ten thousand dollars on you Darvish either. That's a little bit steep for sure. me. When I when I consider John, that I think um, my wheelhouse for tonight is going to come in the next range from eight eighty-nine hundred down to eight thousand dollars. I really like Mike Fires in this range. I mean, the write-up even on FanDuel kind of tells the tale. And uh, after getting blown up early in the season, he's changed something with his delivery. Uh, he's ditched, I'll quote this, he's ditched his slider and refined the curveball, And uh, he's allowed only three homers over the last 61 innings pitched after getting rocked early in the season with a league high 18 home runs and in 46 innings. So keeping the ball in the park has led to more quality starts of late for him more consistent delivery of quality starts so in this group I-, I lean heavily on him against the philadelphia team that looks to be overmatched against the astros tonight who else do you like in this range
3: yeah, I, I'm definitely with you there on fires, and then I, I think you just toss in the fact that uh, he always gets pretty good backup from it from his team. He's at averaging 5.05 05, uh, runs of support per per start this year, which ranks him, I believe, in the top 20 among qualified pitchers. So that that's something to take account of as well. Um, I like Carlos Martinez a lot tonight. Um, the Rockies, uh, you know, for for how many big names they have offensively, and they're they're kind of known uh, for their offense. Uh, they 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 really don't travel as well. Uh, re- really, they've kind of struggled on the road this year, striking out nearly 24% of the time. They're bottom five in terms of weighted on base. Uh, I know Carlos Martinez hasn't really had that that exciting track record over, over his last couple of starts. The K's have been down a little bit, not getting as deep into games. But you know, he's 500 less than Arietta and I, I think this sneakily uh, is, is not a matchup to avoid. So I think Martinez, uh, in terms of talent, is right up there with the best of the best uh, going tonight, and I, I could. See him uh, putting putting together a really solid outing, you know, hitting hitting that over forty points that that you look for uh, out of your pitcher. And then uh, I do like Aaron Nola a fair bit as well, but it's just it's just tough to use a pitcher against the Astros at this point. The Astros offense is is so dominant across the board; they can hurt you in pretty much any way imaginable. So uh, Nola, for how good he's been over the last. Uh, you know, a couple of months here uh, coming off a really strong start against a a great offense in Milwaukee, um, giving up just one earned run over seven innings with nine strikeouts. So the strikeout potential has been there um, lately, but like I said, it's just, it's just hard to use uh, a guy, a guy that's going against that Astros lineup right now.
2: John in the lower range there's a couple of guys that really look like gas can situations I'm thinking of Strata I already mentioned how I'm not going to be on him in any of my lineups tonight despite the fact he pitches for my favorite club and Annabelle Sanchez uh, fits the bill too in terms of a guy to avoid He's been a real gas can of late as well and uh, really getting shelled and, and Kansas City's kind of turned things around and they're looking to be a buyer at the trade deadline even just saw something before we went to air that they're looking at the Blue Jays uh, pitching staff to maybe get to santana out of toronto uh, to help them uh, boost their chances but i i really like them over detroit in that matchup so maybe ian kennedy is the guy in this group that i like more than any other uh, because of the matchup situation can you give me more details on who you might like in this lower tier of pitchers and why
3: uh, i think i think pointing to, to kennedy is the right move here among these guys because, you know, Steven Matz, I know that, that he's facing a Padres offense in Petco Park that, you know, isn't all that great. It's pretty boomer bust for the most part, but Matz has been getting hit pretty hard lately, not getting deep into games, and uh, his strikeouts are down a little bit as well, and his home run rate is rather elevated. Um, and so I think the Padres' right handed hitters, especially the power ones, uh, could do some damage against Steven Matz tonight. And on, on the other side of that matchup, Julius Chassin, uh, you know, it's hard to hard to imagine him completely shutting down the Mets offense that yeah. I know is a bit inconsistent in its own right um i guess as far as a tournament flyer would be concerned it looks like alex wood might have gotten moved off the start it looks like it's brock stewart Ah. uh potentially uh starting for the dodgers here so he's at 5500 so um you know that's a total gpp like i'm making 10 different lineups Uh, I'll, i'll throw one together with stewart and load up on some hitters uh that are going against guys like estrada uh blackburn james shields uh things of that nature
2: Okay, that's interesting news about the pitching change. That must have just happened uh, because I checked it five minutes before we went to air. So that's good for you for bringing it up. And uh, that's why we encourage people to listen to us and and to get on the Rotowire website as as much as they can on game day to get up to the minute information because we have a staff of guys that take good care of that and uh, give us the best information right up to the first pitch. And that takes us right into the FanDuel promo where we remind our listeners that, hey, we're having a lot of fun with FanDuel. It's uh, fantasy based for everyday fans. There's new contests starting every day. No busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and compete against other fans. New this year, there's an upgraded experience. There's late swap contests where you can edit your players right up to the start time of their individual games. There's no worrying about a late lineup scratch or a sudden storm. Non-late swap contests are still available as well new uh, updated uh, scoring exists for the pitcher where quality starts adds four points to their pitcher's score so it's good to have a guy who goes six innings and, and keeps the run t- uh, run count to three or less yeah, they also have friends mode where you create a league for your friends choose the days you play each week there's contests that'll be created automatically for you and your group plus there's a leaderboard that'll keep track of how you all stack up against one another now john in a year my favorite team is uh, out of the running i find that i look more for more relevant info relating to all major league rosters particularly young prospects or recent call-ups who could be helpful in DFS play who's fitting the bill for you uh, most recently
3: um You know, the, the, I think you bring up a great point with, with just uh how how the younger players, especially around this time of year, where there's so many moving parts around the league, teams you know kind of shifting their approaches, starting to bring up their you know the guys that the fans have been waiting on for a while. So a guy like Paul DeYoung uh, has been really consistent for me, not just in daily, but I, I have him in, in some deeper leagues and even a 12-team league, and he's really been uh, delivering. Uh, I think a guy like yoan Mancada is a guy that people have been hearing about for a long time. He kind kind of uh, had a so-so had a stint with the Red Sox last year. Obviously gets traded in that Chris Sale deal over to the White Sox. Now he finally gets the call-up with Todd Frazier gone. So he's a guy to, to look look for moving forward. He's really cheap on FanDuel right now, and the talent's there. So we're just kind of waiting on it to, to kind of click. Uh, Harrison Bader on, on the Cardinals last night, he was kind of the hero. Hit a double uh, late in that game to help the, the Cardinals get the victory. Uh, obviously a guy like Clint Frazier on the Yankees has been, has been great as well and there are other young pitchers so i think just uh paying attention to the, the way uh the teams are, are moving forward uh, especially with, with the trade deadline approaching uh i think it's really important because you can kind of take advantage of these lower price guys that, that maybe not everyone has heard of and you can kind of uh, get some l- exposure to low ownership guys with high upside
2: you know what and i have wrote uh, a wire to thank particularly for clint frazier on one of my uh, season-long dynasty kind of le- leagues uh, we have a, a one-round draft where we can draft uh, future future guys who probably don't fa- likely don't factor into offenses or defenses or pitching Uh, not expected for the last next couple of years but this guy jumped the queue it seems and i got good advice from some of my rotowire buddies and so i picked him and i'm really happy i did because he looks like he's off to a great start for the yankees and uh, could be a nice fit uh, in what they're doing over there in the bronx so it's really important to take a look at this stuff as you mentioned Uh, we also remind our listeners that with fanduel we want you to have all the fantasy that baseball has to offer at FanDuel, your sports rich. So sign up today, go to fanduel.com slash RW. There's a special offer now for new users. Deposit today and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription plus five free entries. That's up to $50 in value to try a variety of sports on FanDuel. That's fanduel.com slash RW. All right, John, let's get into our position by position picks, starting with the catchers. And as our regular listeners note, we usually punt this position, but there's a name at the top of the board today. Will Wilson Contreras who we both like a lot he's only going to cost $3,300 so it's not like you're breaking your bank here or messing up the rest of your roster I like him a lot because he's really raking right now and anybody who's listened to me over the last couple of years knows that I like the hot bat in the lineup even if the the peripheral numbers don't match up over the season so I like Contreras a lot uh, on this board tonight what say you about him and the others in the top tier
3: um, I think I think we completely agree on Contreras. You know, uh, watched all of his games against Baltimore coming out of the break, and I've watched a fair bit of the Cubs since then. Uh, his numbers since the break have been incredible: 3.41 average, 3.83 on base, 7.50 slugging, with five home runs uh, since since returning from the break. And you're getting that sort of production at just $3,300 uh, going against James Shields. It, it just kind of seems like a no-brainer. So really, the the only reason I could see not using Contreras is you just want to get uh, you either want to want to kind of punt the position like like you and I tend to do at catcher, or or just kind of avoid a high ownership uh, type of type of situation because I, I imagine uh, Contreras should be twenty twenty plus percent owned in in most uh, big tournament formats uh, tonight, and he'll be heavily owned in cash as well. That's the only knock I could see against him, really.
2: Yeah. And then the next tier, John, there's some familiar names that uh, veterans who uh, get favorable matchups. Look at the Russell Martin faces a young guy in Toronto. So and he bats in the second slot in the order or or in the top half of the order. uh, Much of the time recently for the Blue Jays, they are desperate to put a winning streak together. So you can bet that they're going to rely on their veteran backstop there to play as much as he can for the next little while and should be in the lineup in that favorable tilt for the Blue Jays offense. Then also Brian McCann gets a, uh, a chance to to get back in the lineup gets advantage of the lefty right a matchup against Aaron Nola tonight and uh, he brings along the power bat with 13 homers 48 ribbies on the year both those guys priced south of the 3,000 mark 29 and 2800 each of them and then uh, there's a bunch of other names down here that uh, that might you might pick away and find uh, a way to save some money and get a, get the right guy in your lineup it could turn out to be a nice play
3: uh, the guy that really uh, stood out to me among the the sort of uh below 2500 options is is Manny Peña um of the Brewers he checks in at, at just 2,300. Uh, his numbers against left-handed pitching, he'll be going against Gio Gonzalez tonight. Uh, very strong, 339 batting average against lefties. He, he doesn't have quite the same amount of power numbers, but he's, you know th- it raises his floor a lot uh, when he faces a lefty. You, you figure he's going to get on base a few times. So at just 2,300, w- with that kind of upside and the production he's had uh, against against that type of p- pitcher in particular, I think that Pena is the guy to go with if you're not going towards the top of the board with a guy like Contreras,
2: john as opposed to the catcher position first base is usually loaded for bear offensively and at the top of the board there's seven high-end possibilities between the prices of thirty five hundred and forty one hundred dollars who do you like here more than the rest of the guys
3: um rizzo rizzo really jumps out to me as as, you know maybe the chalk play of the day you know he's a power hitting left-handed bat in the in the top third of a you know one of the potentially the most dangerous lineups in all of baseball. And he's 4,100. You know, a lot of the times when we do this show, we'll see the top first baseman closer to 46, 47, uh, 4,800. So getting Rizzo just north of of 4,000 when he's going against James Shields, uh, that's, that's really too good. Uh, to pass up, in my opinion, uh, Fanduel indicates there might be a little bit of weather concern down in Chicago. So you'll need to, you know, keep an eye on the weather there um, a- as lineup lock approaches. Even if the, you know, you're you're playing in a late swap contest, you know, it's something to just keep an eye on. But Rizzo, Rizzo is kind of head and shoulders above the rest uh, for me tonight, as far as your first base options are concerned.
2: Yeah, I like that call, John. But I'll make the case again for another Blue Jay, Justin Smoke. The guy's had an All Star caliber season, came from nowhere, but it seems to me. He's, he's got a new approach at the plate, and uh, he might pick a pick away at this young kid that they're throwing on the mound against the Blue Jays tonight. So it could be a night for a, a, a stack for both teams in this game, I'll say, uh, depending which way you lean. But I'll take Smokey at $3,700 and another ex-Blue Jay coming off a big night where he had a walk-off Grand Slam. That's the kind of stuff that I dream about, John. Right. Uh, and he does it uh, in, in some of the greatest s- situations. Last year, of course, oh, you, um, you remember... Oh, I know I have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) you remember one shot in a very interesting wild card Hmm. playoff Hmm. game (laughs) sorry about that doesn't doesn't ring a bell I don't know I don't get it (laughs) but uh this guy Encarnacion hitting up a storm for the Cleveland Indians I thought he would he got off to a slow start the offensive numbers are there though 21 homers 59 RBIs and he knows Ricky Nolasco quite well so I like him a lot in that matchup tonight uh for Cleveland uh, against uh, the angels uh what about uh, in this group john any others that uh, you like Say, so let's take it down to three thousand let's go all the way down there
3: okay um let's see i think a guy like will myers who draws the the match up uh, against steven matts um uh is is certainly in play because he, he's relatively cheap um you know Mads is giving up 1.6 homers per nine which is you know well below average for a pitcher and all every home run that he's given up this season has come against a righty um and uh, Myers recently went on a stretch where he hit where he homered in three straight games uh so obviously he's starting to regain that power stroke a little bit um I think moving up the board a little bit uh yuli guriel is a, is an interesting uh piece there uh for where he hits in that astros lineup it's just kind of uh, i don't love the matchup against nola but again it's sort of just a, a pretty cheap way of getting exposure to the to that astros lineup that you figure uh once nola's out of the game is is going to put up a significant amount of runs
2: you know what tonight i like really like eric Hosmer. he gets the better The advantage of that lefty right-up matchup. I mentioned uh, Anabel Sanchez not really rolling of late, to say the (laughs) least. And the Hosmer and the Ranger, uh, the Royals are really flying in the last month uh Hosmer well north of 300 batting average and close to 40 percent in terms of on base gets the benefit of the lefty righty thing in his favor so really I think that's money well spent on on that first baseman of choice are there any tournament plays south of three thousand dollars John that you like here or might take a flyer on in in this matchup uh series of matchups tonight
3: uh, I would say yonder Alonso kind of kind of yeah. sticks out as among as among your under three thousand first basemen. You can definitely get away with with you know punting salary wise on first base and going with Alonso uh, with this matchup against Estrada, the way that he's been pitching of late. Um, sort of a similar rationale to to Contreras where it's just sort of it makes so much sense that the ownership is going to be pretty high on alonzo um but uh, you know i really can't fault anyone for using it. i'm definitely going to have some exposure to alonzo uh in my lineups this evening that that's just too good of a of a price point to to pass up on
2: well and you mentioned the pitching change in los angeles that makes me think of joe mauer a little bit the veteran has the benefit of the the matchup against the youngster brock stewart and uh, I think he could make him pay. So at uh, twenty nine hundred dollars, why not throw that guy into the mix in one of my lineups tonight? Let's move over to the second base position, John. Again, at the top of the board, we see some premium names north of the thirty five hundred mark. Let's take it from Matt Carpenter up to Jose Altuve. Are there? Is there one guy that uh, that sticks out among these names for you?
3: Um, well. Kinsler has a has a really nice track record against Ian Kennedy, so he's thirty seven hundred. Uh, he's priced appropriately, but I, I don't see like a ton of room for profit here. it's just like the, a lot of the Tigers, as you'll see, have really strong career numbers against Kennedy. But the way the Tigers have been pretty much all season, uh, very very frustrating team to to sort of uh, rely upon offensively. Um, so I, I'm probably off of Ian Kinsler, even though the matchup, like I said, does jump out a little bit. Uh, to me Altuve at 4,400 I mean he's he's arguably you know the AL MVP right now he he's leads uh the majors among position players in in you know wins above replacement on on both fan graphs and baseball reference I mean he's just having an unbelievable season you just have to pay 4,400 uh for your second base spot so uh depending on depending on how you feel about that you know certainly can't say that Altuve is a bad play it's just I I think that you could save close to a thousand dollars and go with Matt Carpenter against Hoffman Uh, even though Carpenter's production this season has been a little bit uh, down the fact that he you know you're getting a bat of his quality uh, for in the second base spot where it used to be uh, you'd have to use him at first base. I think that, that that's a nice play there, um, just just considering the, the position eligibility there. So uh, I like Carpenter of this group.
2: Yeah, and uh, in this group, I'm going to stick with the Kansas City stack. There's a lot of stack possibilities. I'm, I'm looking at three or four of them already, uh, based on what we're talking about. Whit Merrifield jumps out at me in the Detroit matchup for Kansas City. This guy's carrying a hot stick as well. 11 homers, 42 ribbies on the season, but four, of, uh, four multi-hit games in his last seven starts get me a little more excited what have you done lately that includes four homers and a, a mitt full of rbis looks like about nine rbis and uh, about six or seven runs scored as well so he's doing it uh, in big time and so again fits the mold of uh, who's carrying the hot stick and faces the cold pitcher hot beats, beats cold it's like the rock paper scissors version of baseball for me tonight <laughs> what about uh, punt plays Uh, well if you're going to punt the position I guess or make a tournament type play uh, who do you look for below the $3,000 mark Uh, that second baseman in Texas continues to struggle uh, for the Rangers indicative of the the team's struggles almost on the season much more Mm -hmm. was expected from both and uh, I'm still not on him uh, tonight I was on him the one time I'll be all season long so uh, what say you about him or anybody else in this lower tier
3: yeah, I'm, I'm uh, Odor, um, among second basemen, he's got, you know, maybe the best home run potential, but you know, he also, uh, his, he'll just give you a goose egg more often than not. It seems right. like, um, I think Yoan Moncada w- w- is the guy that kind of stands out to me uh, among these lower, lower tier guys. Uh, obviously, he's still kind of working through some things, uh, hasn't really started to click at this level uh, just yet, hitting just uh, 100. And he's obviously going against uh, Jake Garrieta, not an easy matchup. But I think that uh, Moncada will be low enough owned and at 2200, you know, his upside as a base runner. And, you know, if he gets on base, he can definitely uh, get some steals against, a, a, you know, a, a guy in Arrieta who's about as slow to the plate as you can possibly be. Um, so, so, so I think that, I think that he, he would be my guy of the, of this grouping. Um, but, uh, You know, I I think it's definitely one where where it's a bit of a shot in the dark as to whether he's going to be able to deliver.
2: Yeah, I'll throw out one more name here. The veteran Chase Utley, who's made a career of being a platoon stud, uh, particularly against struggling righties. And Irvin Santana kind of fits that mold of late Uh, in his three starts, uh, last starts, Utley's hit safely. So you might take a shot at him for twenty five hundred dollars with that potent L.A. lineup around him. Uh, The veteran gets on base. He could be moved around and come up with close to 10 fantasy points for you in a big hurry there. Uh, over at third base, John, we have uh, Nolan Arenado who is making a lot of noise, a possible MVP candidate in the National League, Price at $4,000. For me, I love this guy's all-around game, and tonight he gets an interesting matchup against St. Louis and Carlos Martinez, a veteran pitcher there. Uh, what do you think about that matchup, given the numbers that Arenado's capable of putting up?
3: Yeah. Arenado, you know, uh, I think he, he probably deserves an L M V P MVP at this point, especially if the Rockies are able to, to stay in the race. Um, but I, I just think that for 3000 less again, uh, Chris Bryant, uh, against James Shields just makes a little bit more sense to me. I, I trust that Arenado can't, isn't going to be necessarily overmatched, uh, by Carlos Martinez, but I mean, that's just, you know, in pretty much any way you slice it a, a far tougher matchup than what brian's going to be facing uh at a cheaper price so i think that, that that's sort of uh the way i fall on this one i, I certainly again can't fault you for for using arenado but I, I think that it'd be a more shrewd move to to move down the board uh, a little bit and go with one of the 3700 dollars options you know be it uh rendon beltre or especially chris bryant
2: yeah i like the rendon possibility too he's got got the chance to to do some damage against a a team that's struggling a little bit they've allowed the cubbies to get right back in their in their rear view up close and personal so i wonder if that's going to get to guys like jimmy nelson on the mound they're knowing that the pressure's mounting and uh, a veteran squad uh, top to bottom lay, uh, loaded with offense and rendon really among the leaders of what uh, the nationals are doing of late so i like him in that group to be honest more than any other if we bring it down to the 3500 down to 3100 hundred dollar range there's a half dozen names here travis shaw having an outstanding season for the aforementioned Milwaukee club, Josh Donaldson, not so much for the Blue Jays, yet they're priced $100 apart. How do you rationalize that, John, and any others in this group?
3: I think uh, what what sort of moves me off of Travis Shaw to to a slight extent uh, this evening is that he's going against a lefty as a left-handed right. batter. His right. his numbers are, are decidedly worse uh, when he's facing southpaws. So uh, probably avoiding Shaw a little bit tonight. Um, I think other guys from that group. I think I think you know you've been on. The, the royals uh, throughout the show and I, I certainly agree with you especially at the, in in the case of third base because mike Mustakis, uh, platoon advantage uh, going against uh, detroit and sanchez uh, sanchez i think we both agree is probably going to get lit up this evening by, by a rose team that that's really clawed their way back into the playoff picture so this is sort of a, a weird tier of third baseman but but i think moustakis kind of stands out to me among among this like group of five or so
2: what about uh, in the sub three thousand range? There's two names that stick out for me. Ryan Healy of the Oakland A's is a power bat, and against Marco Estrado's had difficulty keeping the ball in the park. Teams are sitting on this guy's changeup, and Ryan Healy, I think, is overdue for a long ball, and I expect to see it tonight. So that's that's one area what I'm looking at, and I'm also looking at Yunel Escobar you can say what you want about some of the high, the uh, headlines he's made over his career but the guy can hit and and uh i like the matchup that he gets against carlos carrasco tonight and uh i i wouldn't mind putting 2600 dollars on him
3: yeah, i think those are both fair calls um i think interestingly enough um Well, if if Corey Spangenberg wasn't going against a lefty, I'd feel more confident in using him because he, he, you know, very quietly out in San Diego has has gotten up to a very strong start uh, to the second half. But like I said, going against a lefty sort of uh, tempers that a bit for me. Uh, I think Matt Davidson's a guy with, with a with a fair bit of pop. Um, so I think that that he has the potential uh, to do some damage uh, this evening against a right hander and Jake Arietta. and Nick Castellanos is another guy going against Ian Kennedy um, that that Castellanos has been, you know, at the top or, or very close to it in terms of uh, hard hit rate for most of this season. Um, so he, he's making great contact. Uh, I could see him uh, touching up uh, Kennedy as well. So I guess Castellanos and Davidson would would in, would be my main guys from from under here. Uh, you know, apart from the ones that you picked.
2: All right, John. Then we go over to the shortstop position. And a real oddity at the top of the board, we see two guys <laughs> at four thousand four forty one hundred dollars. Yet they're both on the DL. That's Trey Turner and Carlos Correa for the Nats and the Astros, respectively. So we're forced to go a little bit lower than four thousand dollars to take a look at the first group of of uh, fielders in in the shortstop position let's take a look at the seven names going down to the three thousand dollar plateau
3: well uh starting us off the the most expensive eligible shortstop uh you know with with turner and correa being out is, is marwin gonzalez it's uh quite an interesting turn of events but he's been extremely productive throughout the season so i mean it, it's hard to fault him uh, i just don't love that matchup against nola um this evening uh cory Seeger makes it makes a fair bit of sense uh you know he gets urban santana he's at home so at 3700 that really doesn't feel like uh, too expensive to to get a guy uh that quality and then uh, francisco Lindor uh, going against call. nolasco i think that i think that's a really nice play as yeah. well and then there's a pretty significant drop off after him you know six hundred dollars down to you till you see the next uh shortstop option who is who i like a lot uh this evening as well and, and elvis andrews who's you know having w- one of his or he is having his best offensive season of his career, so uh, he's another viable option down at 3,000.
2: John, what have, the, what have the, you, you done lately is the question I ask of, of Francisco Lindor and the guys on a hitting tear. The power numbers are starting to turn around. His average is creeping up. The multi-game hits are there in the last 10, seven or eight games. He's had three or four of them, and uh, and a couple of those have been, well, three of them have been three or more hits, so really piling up big point totals in FanDuel play of late for an offense that's kicking it into gear like they haven't much of this uh, earlier on in the season so I like Cleveland as another my f- fourth team stack possibility tonight that I'll mention if we go into the sub three thousand dollar range though one of the names that jumps out to me and one of the guys that you touched on earlier in the show when we were talking about prospects is Paul DeYoung uh, priced at twenty nine hundred dollars quite a tear for this guy as well eight hits including three homers and eight ribbies in his last five games he faces jeff hoffman who i kind of slagged early on because he's been getting tagged pretty hard in his last three starts again it's hot over cold for me uh i know you like that call uh what else might you say about de young and who else do you like in this uh, this range
3: yeah de-, de young's a guy that, that gives you um you know borderline uncommon uh, power upside for for you know the this position uh in particular and he doesn't necessarily hit in the top third of that lineup but he really bolsters that that sort of back middle part of that cardinals lineup and i think that the cardinals uh you know they're trying to figure out what they want to do the rest of the season. As far as you know, are they going to sell off some pieces like a Lance Lynn, or are they going to you know try to keep it going? And guys like DeYoung are playing well enough to where they should consider to you know trying to trying to make a run here. Um, so I think DeYoung uh, makes a ton of sense. If you want to go a little bit lower down the board, I think a guy in Marco Simeon uh, at 2,700, uh, like you mentioned with the A's, just getting some uh, cheap exposure to that, I think makes some sense. Uh, Tim Anderson makes a big bit of sense to me as well at 2,600 uh, for the reasons I mentioned before about uh, the White Sox potentially being able to run a lot on Arietta. I don't like Anderson's uh, potential to really take Arietta deep, but if he can find a way to get on base, uh, I think that he can be a headache uh, for Arietta and the rest of the Cubs pitching staff. So I think that he makes a bit of sense as well.
2: John, we close out our analysis of positions by the uh, looking at the outfield. We're going to pick three each later on, but uh, we see five premium options north of four thousand dollars tonight. Let's break them down with your favorites
3: here. Um, so we it, starting in this group, we got Bryce Harper at forty nine hundred, Mike Trout forty six. Ryan Braun, 43, Stanton, 41, and Charlie Blackman, 41. Um, all these guys, great options, of course. Um, but, you know, Stanton's got a tough matchup against Yu Darvish. Uh, Blackman uh, has a tough matchup against uh, Carlos Martinez. And I think Braun... Uh, you know in washington where the ball can fly especially this time of year when it when it's really hot and muggy in dc um and he draws a matchup against a lefty i know braun hasn't necessarily completely mashed lefties from a home run volume perspective uh this year but you you know he's got a really he's got great numbers overall against southpaws you know an ops well north of a thousand uh against left-handed pitching so you like his chances uh, at giving you a double-digit return there uh trout's got a relatively tough matchup and, and and Harper is 4,900. So you got to get creative with the rest of your lineup in in order to fit that kind of salary in. Um, so I probably like Braun the most of this, of this, uh, group that's north of 4,000.
2: John, you nailed it. I agree with you completely on that call. Braun also one of my favorites, so I kind of look for that to be a tiebreaker when I'm in a bit of doubt, but you made the case for him being the clear guy, and I agree with you completely. If we take it down a notch, we look at a couple other guys in the next tier who I really like tonight, and that's Chris Taylor at $4,000. What can you say about what he's done uh, so far this season? A very, very useful player. He can play anywhere on the field but it's it's the offense that we talk about on this show and he's one of the hottest hitters in baseball right now he faces Irvin santana who's been rocked as i said in four of his last seven starts and another guy i like here a lot is chris davis of the a's it might surprise some of our listeners to know that over the past year and a half he's led the major leagues in home runs and he faces that reeling marco estrada who has been fooling too many bats batters for several weeks And uh, with the pitcher sitting on that changeup, like I said, this just looks like uh, an opportunity for Chris Davis to have a big night. So there's two guys that I like in this range. What say you about them or any others in this second tier of outfielders?
3: Um, I think a a guy like Michael Conforto that that's the same price as Chris Davis um, checking in at 3900 going against San Diego uh, three home runs in his last 26 at bats so if you kind of wanted to go off the beaten path with it with a mini stack go with Conforto and and maybe Lucas Duda you know a couple of of left-handed bats with pop in the Mets lineup uh, going against Chassi and I think that that could that could work out relatively well well for you and I think Tommy Pham uh, just a hundred dollars less at thirty-eight hundred, um, slashing three seventy-seven, four fifty-nine, six seventy-nine uh, over the last two weeks. I mean, th- those are pretty impressive numbers. Um, I, I've sort of indicated that I think that the Cardinals should be able to get to Hoffman a fair bit uh, this evening. So, yeah, there's there's a lot to choose from 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 this tier. You know, thirty-seven hundred to to four thousand. I think that the, you know there their options kind of all over the place there.
2: Yeah, if we take it down a notch, John, there's another couple of injury notes. George Springer and Jonas is out on the DL with quadricep and leg injuries, respectively, in the next grouping. But Shin Soo Chu in the middle of those two guys, also priced at $3,500, is a guy that I'm on for the Rangers tonight. He faces uh, the aforementioned Minnesota, uh, Miami starter Urena, who's had trouble going deep in games. And Chu is a guy who uh, gets the platoon advantage. And also the top of the lineup is where you'll find his name tonight, given the platoon situation. So I really like him in that matchup. The guy's been hitting very steadily of late and b- being very productive, uh, RBIs and runs as well so has a chance to put up an, a pretty nice game score given that matchup tonight who else do you like in this group?
3: Um, I think if you move down the board a little bit um, a, guy, a guy like uh, Christian Yelich, it seems like he's a little bit underpriced um, you know he, he's starting to turn things around a little bit he had a pair of doubles uh, on four rbi on tuesday out in texas like i mentioned that that marlins lineup uh is tends to do pretty well on the road there so i think you know yelich is a guy that that should generally be in the 3500 range so i feel like you're getting uh, a bit of a discount on him at at just 3200 uh has has been kind of finding his power stroke you know same as last year kind of plays his way back down to the minors. Then he gets called back up and kind of wakes up his bat a little bit. So I think that he might make some sense for you at, as well at, at 3,200. And then uh, 3,100, Hunter Renfro, like I mentioned, I, I think that the, the right-handed power bats uh, in that Padres lineup, primarily Renfro and, and Will Myers, I think both of those guys are in play, and both of them are, are very cheap tonight. So I like, I like him a lot as well.
2: Yeah, and if you need uh, to fit in a guy sub-3,000 into your lineup tonight, I find a couple of options below the 3,000 threshold that might make sense. Uh, I'll throw out the names of Nori Aoki. For Houston, this guy will either fit in at the very bottom of the lineup or at the very top in either case very supported by the depth of that lineup that follows him and uh, could be setting the table some for some of the big bats to get him around around all four bags and and put up some points for you there too as well you get the advantage of the platoon situation tonight and then uh, priced at the same uh, tier is avi garcia who's off his early season success but certainly still will bat in the third or fourth spots in the White Sox lineup more often than not. So watch for that. And if he gets a chance against Arietta, he does have 13 home runs and 54 RBIs. The batting average still north of 300. So you're not getting a stiff and you're getting a guy who's in one of those premium spots in the batting order, which is also a consideration in fan duel play. Uh, John, what, is, what say you about this bottom tier of outfielders?
3: Um, there, there are a few other guys. I, I think there are some potential cheap Cubs um, outfielders to be had. Uh, Ian Happ at twenty eight hundred, and John Jay a little bit lower, uh, down at, at twenty seven hundred. Uh, you'll have to you know check back, make sure that both of those guys or either one uh, is in the lineup. But I think both of them. You know, you just want want that Cubs exposure against James Shields. I, I really think uh, that that would be the way to go. Uh, Bradley Zimmer going against uh, the Angels. I think he makes a fair bit of sense um as well as as zach granite uh only zach granite if he's hitting in the top third of the lineup initially when he got called up that's usually where they had him i think they had him hitting uh number two a fair bit uh they switched him back to to a deeper part of the lineup uh if that's the case and i'm probably off of him but if he's in the top third then you could certainly do worse uh than than having your third outfielder at 2700 that's hitting uh high in the order against a guy like brock stewart
2: all right john we've gone through all the positions now let's compile our lineups who do you have uh, starting for at least you and at least one of your lineups tonight
3: all right so starting me off at pitcher i do like carlos martinez i am going to stick uh with him at 8900 uh at catcher i'm going the cheaper route with, with manny Pena. um first base anthony rizzo again i just feel like that's it that's a lock for me uh this evening the way that slate breaks down uh second base matt carpenter taking advantage of of the power bat uh now now in the second base position third base uh pairing rizzo with with chris bryant uh bryant at 3700 against james shield just makes too much sense to me uh marcus Simeon uh is my shortstop i initially had tim anderson but i pivoted to Simeon. try to get a little bit of a's exposure against estrada and my outfield is michael conforto at 3900 uh hunter renfro at 3100 again going against mats and then ian happ uh would be my would be my third outfielder at 2800
2: and i'm going to counter with a guy that i know we both liked on the mound and that's mike fires you got to like what he's done recently in terms of racking up the quality starts after quality starts after that little change in his delivery and and his pitch selection houston does have a high win probability against philadelphia and yet he's only priced at 8600 dollars. so i really feel good about that that Pitcher tonight, Wilson Contreras, the guy that we both like again behind the plate, thirty-three hundred dollars, not a lot of money when you think about the fact that he's really raking right now, and uh, this is a game where civic pride is on the line, so you bet both teams really want to win it, and Contreras will help the Cubbies case tonight. Eric Hosmer brings uh, his hot bat into the lineup. I pair him with Whit Merrifield on the the right side of the infield first and second base respectively and both at $3,400 feel good about that matchup against a pitcher who has been lit up a lot this year uh, particularly lately then I go with Ryan Healy Uh, he's one of the two Oakland big bats that I feature in uh, in this offense tonight $2,600 all he costs me at third base so I'm kind of saving a little bit of money at that position but I'm still getting a guy who is gonna is got a good shot to make it his 20th home run of the year tonight against uh Marco Estrada, who's really struggling. Uh, Paul DeYoung, we both talked about him, what he's done in Colorado of late. Yet he's still not getting the, the respect that fan FanDuel saves for some of the more proven players. Twenty-nine hundred dollars—a bargain rate for for DeYoung in that matchup. Chris Davis, the other half of that Oakland duo that I'm putting against Estrada tonight, starts my outfield mix. Thirty-nine hundred dollars for a guy, as I said, who's led all the world in home runs in the last year and a half. So why not take a piece of him at that price in that matchup? Gerardo Parra, uh, a real high Hot stick for Colorado of late, $3,300 all he cost me. Shin Soo Chu, similarly uh, priced at $3,500. Pretty good rate for a guy who's near the top of the order and gets a favorable matchup against a guy who struggles to go deep in games for Miami. So that's what we say. What does the optimizer say tonight, John?
3: All right. So the optimizer is bullish on Arrieta. I think that, uh, you know, we can both see the logic there where, where the Cubs are probably going to beat James Shields. Um, and with that, Arietta should be in line for the win there at 9,400. Uh, moving on to the catcher spot, uh, Alex Avila. A guy that that draws a platoon advantage tonight um, has been a little bit cold since the All-Star break, though. But you, you get him on the cheap there at 2,400. Uh, moving on to first base, Yonder Alonzo, guy we mentioned as one of the better values uh, on the board tonight, especially at first base uh, with the upside there. <clears throat> Uh, moving to second base we got Jonathan VR uh, going against Gio Gonzalez you know a, a guys switch hitter uh, facing against a lefty uh, just 2900 you figure he's going to hit in a favorable part of that match uh, of that lineup so you like vr a fair bit tonight uh chris bryant again at third base uh 3700 elvis andrews at 3000 uh going against jose urania a guy that you mentioned uh has trouble getting deep into games uh then we're going to have mike trout christian yelich and cole calhoun so a bit of a miniature um Angel stack going against Carrasco uh, for, for, you know, when you average out Calhoun at twenty eight hundred and, and Trout at forty six hundred. That's that's not overly expensive. And then Yelich again, the um, talented bat at, at just thirty two hundred. So um, <clears throat> that's how the optimizer shakes it up. And then, you know, looking forward to, to uh, next week, you know, over these next few days, there's going to be a ton, ton of movement uh, with the with the trade deadline coming up. We saw it uh, kind of get started back up last night with with Swarzek uh, getting traded to the Brewers. We saw uh eduardo nunez getting dealt right. from the from the giants mid-game so i really look forward to next wednesday's show and we kind of uh, see you know the dust will have kind of settled by then uh, s- since we'll be post uh, trade deadline at that point so i look forward to breaking down those moves with you
2: yeah with all this trade deadline stuff it's almost like christmas comes early once again for the sports fan and we love it too to analyze it so there you have it for John McKechnie, who's a great follow at Johnny McHex, I'm Paul Bruno, and you can follow me at Statsman22. And we wish you good luck with your FanDuel picks tonight and every night. Come back and listen to our pods on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition. So long, everybody.